Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, welcome back after the bye week, baby. How you doing, man? What's up, my brother? How's it going, man? How you doing? How you doing? How's everything going? I'm man. I'm on cloud nine right now, too. Oh, I, I know you are. Um, for those for those listeners who don't know, JD and I finally got to meet this past weekend under amazing circumstances. Um, JD is now is no longer on the market. He's off the market. He's a <laughs> he's a newlywed, no longer a bachelor. JD uh, married the uh, the soulmate of of his life. Um, and JD, how how you doing, man? Got only a couple of days after the wedding. How you doing, bud? Man, I, I'm telling you, I, I am uh, beyond blessed, beyond grateful for the amount of people that showed up that came, uh, including you. Uh, to my my great and wonderful ceremony, uh, marrying the the most beautiful, beautiful bride uh, that God has blessed me with, that we blessed each other with. And so, dude, I I've been emotional like just for the past three days. This whole this whole situation, like for the past few weeks, had just been like a whirlwind. I'm just moving all over the place, and I'm finally starting to get some rest these past two days, and I'm thankful for that. You know, get the rest, man. But yeah, here he is, JD. You know, you know, uh, went ahead and did the do, and I'm so glad for it. Uh, we we've been together and been loving each other for quite some time, and this thing right here has just been a cherry on top. Really, that's what it was. And you know, finishing up with, with you know what we, uh, you know, what our love has been a, a signified for all this time. So it was a wonderful ceremony, wonderful people. Uh, had some of my guys that came down, of course, that I played ball with, you know, uh, Billy Baber and Sean Barber and, and Tony Gonzalez and, and Kenton Brookings and guys like that and my EKU family, football buddies. Uh, lots of friends and family so all over the place, man. So it was great. It was great. So I, I, couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better day, a better time, 
better company, better food, everything. Everything was flowing. So it was good. It was good. What did you think? How did you enjoy yourself? I, I, I loved it. Other than, you know, meeting you, which is, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, we've been doing the show for so long. Like when we first met, it didn't feel like it was the first time meeting you. You know, it's like, I was, I was telling your brothers that it's like, you know, <laughs> I made a comparison. It's like when, you, when you're talking to like, you know, when online dating, right? You're talking to a girl for so long online. It's like, you know, FaceTime. And all of a sudden when you meet, you're like, oh, like, this is like, you know, it's like, we, we, like we've been doing this forever now. Um, right, but right. Uh, it, it was really cool. It's, and Kentucky was awesome the first time in the state of Kentucky. Amazing. I was trying to describe it to some of my friends. It's like, you know, because I, I, I posted a picture online of me with a horse. And they're like, wait, you just like went to it. Did you pay for that? I was like, no. So we were literally just driving. We saw we saw a horse like right by the fence. And we just like pulled off to the side of the road. And like, started, you know, started like, you know, um, didn't, t- didn't touch the horse. You know, that his owner wasn't around or whatnot. But, you know, it's just, it was four, horse farms all over the place. So you just pull off to the side of the road. You see horses. And there's really not many places like that in the United States. And you can just, just pull up and go, like look at a horse. And. It's awesome. And, and that's what it, Kentucky, you know, offers you. It offers you a chance to to see some of the most pristine country this is the United States have to offer. Like you said, you know, the horse parks all over the place. I mean, it's just it's amazing how immaculate and how upkept everything is. But it is just the beauty of, of, of like the grass, the horses, the farms, especially during this time, during this season, during the fall. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I mean, leaves is falling. I mean, and, and I always tell people, if you ain't never had a chance to visit Kentucky, uh, come on down. Come on down to the bluegrass, man. We'd love to have you. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, there's things to do outdoor. Uh, there's things to do if you want to go in the city. That's your that's your your thing. Got a lot to offer. So I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. My family enjoyed you. Uh, everybody enjoyed you, Marcus. They really did. You know, so it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful time, man. Such a blessing. There really was. I felt like I was one with with, with the Dunn family. I, I really was. After after the first hour at the uh, at the at the pre wedding like kind of picnic that you had, um, I was like, I, I think I'm, I think I'm in the Dunn family. I'm, I'm on the Dunn side of the family. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, look, you are, you are officially a Dunn member of the family. No doubt about it. You are official member, lifelong <laughs> member of the family. Okay, so I told you. Next time you get down this way, close to this way, you know, you got a bed, you got a meal. You got clothing, you got everything. Whatever you need, you got it down here, brother. Believe me. So, uh, I like I said, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it and I appreciate it, man. Um, I really do. Um, uh, yeah, so there's a lot to get into. It was a bye week um, and there's a lot to get into this week. But uh, with JD, you know, uh, with this amazing news that JD got married this past weekend, uh, we felt it was time. We've been promoting the giveaways. We felt it was time to do our first Giveaway from the GLD shop, which is the Chiefs necklace giveaways that we're doing. Um, and for those of you who have not uh, entered yet, all you got to do is subscribe to the channel and also give us a review on Apple Podcasts um, and anywhere else you can give reviews for podcasts. So we did a little bit of the um, our shuffling of the, the people who entered the contest. And the person we're going to give our first necklace away, and we're going to do this leading up to Thanksgiving holiday. So we're going to do one giveaway. We have three of them. We're going to do one giveaway for the next three weeks. So today and then the next two um, shows. So today, we're, the first one we're going to give away is to our guy, Clarence Newsom, who's been a, a yeah, big world subscriber to our channel for a while. Um, gave us a review. Um, and yeah, he's just been awesome. And we're, we're happy that he was the, the name that came up when we did our, a little bit of our, our shuffling. JD, what do you think about Clarence getting uh, being the first member of the giveaways? Man, well deserved. Clarence, like you said, he's been with us day one pretty much. 
Uh, this guy we hear from all the time, and we appreciate him for for who he is, what he gives to us. And so I'm 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 glad it went to Clarence. You know, we have some more going out, but Clarence, man, you deserve it, my man. You've been there, brother. So enjoy uh, your, your nice little hardware that you're getting. Beautiful, beautiful pieces. So uh, go out there and shine it. Show everybody what it is, what you got, where you got it from. You know, talk us up. Talk us up, man. But yeah, congrats. Congrats. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. And uh, for others who, you know, are a fan of, of the, the necklace, and we'll show it here on the uh, uh, during the show. But um, whoever's interested, uh, you can also go to the GLD shop and get 33% off using the code Chief Concerns. So, but uh, for Clarence, congratulations, buddy. Um, I'll be emailing you or uh, DMing you on Twitter about uh, your address so I can send that off to you. Um, but all right, so while it was a bye week, it wasn't really a bye week as far as news because there was a lot of news that went on over the last uh, week and a half. So we're going to get into it with the, uh, the first topic. JD, you ready, buddy? Yeah, let's rock and roll, man. I'm ready. It's been, it seems like it's been forever, huh? Since we've been on this thing, so. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the first topic. So on my way down to Kentucky last week, uh, I, I had to pull over. To, uh, I was actually crossing over West Virginia, um, the capital of Charleston, when my phone started to explode with this news that the Chiefs have traded for this wide receiver. And I'm like, what? What's going on here? I had to pull over to the side of the road because I was tweeting. My girlfriend was like, no, this is unsafe. You can't be tweeting my Chiefs news while you're, while you're driving on the highway. I pulled over. <laughs> she drove for a little bit. Uh, but we ended up trading for Kadarius Tony, second-year wide receiver from the New York Giants. Um, he's only been active in 12 of the possible 24 games uh, in his young career. Um, and so far, it's been plagued by injuries, uh, mainly a hamstring injury. Um, a little bit about Kadarius Tony for people who don't really know. Uh, uh, coming out of college, comparative to uh, Santana Moss and a Tyreek Hill uh, combination. And I feel like every kind of like fast twitch guy has been compared to Tyreek Hill, who's a little smaller, has been compared to Tyreek Hill. I honestly think he's more Santana Moss than Tyreek Hill, but um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how things go. Continue with him. Um, obviously, both guys. Good names to live up to there but he showed some flashes in the new orleans game last year and the dallas game he really dominated um he looked really good but he also you know um didn't really uh didn't really do much outside of those two games um some may say he was his, his career in new york was hindered by injuries and also a little bit of the qb play and the offense there in new york um so but the, get that a brass tacks he's young he's cheap uh, he's under contract for a, a, a good while um and all we did was trade a third an extra third that we have um, had in a six-round pick for him. Um, and for a guy who has the same ceiling, who was in the first-round pick just last year, just one year ago, um, I have to ask you, J.D., what were your thoughts on this trade? Uh, so I, I didn't really mind it. I didn't mind it at all. I think, you know, you're getting a guy who has a, a ton of ability. Uh, he's, 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 he's definitely somebody could be a game-changer. Um, you know, the thing is, you know, keeping him healthy. And so, you know, sometimes with these guys, it's a significant injury, especially with your your hamstring, you know, fast guys. And so if you what you're relying upon is your speed, uh, you know, looseness, you know, that that is your that's your calling card. That's your moneymaker. And so hopefully he gets healthy. Uh, I knew we took him off of, once he got here, uh, taking him off the injury uh, list. So maybe he'll, he'll be ready to play. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So he's a young guy. The good thing is, you know, it's, if we're looking at for the future, here's a guy that you can kind of build on. This is a guy that you could get here, you know, and help develop him with some of the other young guys that we got here as well that's talented. So that uh, you address that that issue in itself. 
but I don't mind it, man. Shoot, if you, you get somebody like that, uh, a speed guy who's got that type of ability, game breaking ability, hit their head on the goalpost anytime to get the ball in his hands. Hey, man, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So, good deal. Uh, maybe him coming out of that environment up there because, like you said before, I think part of it had to do with the offense. You know, just they weren't really hitting on anything up there in New York, and especially when you don't have Barkley, which they didn't have last year. Things a little tough. So, you know, Daniel Jones was struggling, got hurt. Uh, it was a lot of difficulty for him. And so maybe now he comes to this winning machine that we got, things going to change. Hopefully, hopefully things will change for him. Uh, work him into the offense, I guess, uh, maybe about week 12 or so. He start working in, he can get a little bit more in the mix. So we'll see. We'll see. But I like it. I do like it. And I think for starters, at the very minimum, we'll see him hopefully get in maybe at special teams this week. I mean, we talked the last time we talked about Sky Moore maybe not being the punt returner that we that they're trying to make him to be. This guy, well, he didn't have a lot of punt returns in college. Only his senior year, he, I think he had like maybe twelve to fifteen punt returns in college. His senior year mainly, um, he did have a he did have a touchdown uh, at punt returning. Um, so he's done it uh, on the college level. I think he only returned one last year uh, with yeah. the Giants, but. The guy did it in college and was pretty damn good at it, especially in the SEC. So, I mean, I think, and, and they, I saw videos of him catching punts today, and obviously, you know, catching it with, with no defense or anyone tackling him or anything. But he looked like an actual punt returner back there. So, I mean, I, I think what's the harm in putting him back there? No, I mean, that, that, that to me, I think it's a huge issue. And so, when you're talking about field position, getting somebody back there that has, you know, can, can catch the ball, get up the field, make guys miss, you need a guy like that. We've been missing that guy. You know, and it's not really, you know, tearing down Sky Moore or even Pacheco on the on the kickoff return, but you just you need a guy that's going to be able to get you positive yards. And when you have a returner who is a weapon, then you got to use a lot. You got to utilize it. You have to. If you don't, then what are you doing? You're just making it hard on the offense. And so I, I don't think, uh, you know, they're going to, you know, say, hey, no, nah, we ain't going to put him in right now. Like you said, if we could use you at this moment and give you just a little bit. Shoot, why not? Why not? He can make a difference. I don't care what he plays. He'll he'll be able to make a difference. Come in, shoot, sign him up, put him out there. I think I think he'll do a lot better than what the guys that we have been seeing has been doing. So, uh, I trust his ability. I do. Yeah. Plus, ha- having that home run threat at that re- at that return position is always a, it's always an added boost um, for, for teams. Uh, one thing that people have been saying is like. Having a receiver, oh, this guy's going to be a non-factor this year because no one can learn the Andy Reid playbook um, so fast. And the thing was, I I read that apparently he's a very like very intelligent kid. He played quarterback in high school, um, so like he can he, he can probably. People were saying, uh, I think it was the, the Schultz report online was like this guy's very very intelligent kid, and, and don't be surprised if he does grasp the playbook fast faster than you know than some others. Um, so I mean, the yeah. fact he, the fact that he played play quarterback in, in high school, I think that definitely helps him as far as you know. Being able to, to be able to bring up the speed maybe a little bit faster, but I mean it, it is oh, yeah. look so. Well, no, I mean that'd be a tremendous help because then he could communicate with Patrick Mahomes on certain things that he's looking at as far as far as you know perspective of a quarterback with, with th- different things that you see and what you want from your receiver. I think it makes it a lot easier, especially when you go to like you said, wide receiver from quarterback. So you see things, guys like that, uh, like Travis Kelsey, right? Travis has a, a good understanding about getting open. And so knowing what Patrick wants, uh, who's another one? Julian Edelman was another guy, right? Kind of understood how to get open in, in different zones and whatnot. 
And so when you start thinking about guys to play quarterback, becoming wide receivers, they tend to do pretty well. They tend to do pretty well because they understand their defenses, what they're going against. And when it's like I said before, what, you know, what is expected out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, who was who the quarterback? I can't think of. I see his face uh, from Ohio State. They turned into a wide receiver. Oh, uh, um, uh, JT Barrett? Mm, uh, no. I can't think of his name. But he, he uh, was he with Cleveland? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I think I think in a minute. Um, but he did pretty well. Let me. I'm just making a point that he did really well also because it was just like, well, you know, where he's at quarterback wise, you know, kind of struggling a little bit. But then he became wide receiver, and he was like, oh my gosh, every week he's catching, you know, four or five balls. So uh, I don't know. I had to look up his name to see. Uh, you have a try. Yeah. Was it Braxton Miller? Uh. No, when Braxton, no Braxton. Hmm. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think that what what regardless, it's it's right now, and I, I think a lot of Chiefs fans are just like just. I think the whole Josh Gordon thing kind of uh really um t- uh, turned tuned out a lot of the uh the in season like um receiver type signings. I think people just think that like because Josh Gordon didn't really grasp the playbook or whatever, whatever the reason was, um, people just want to think that he didn't grasp the playbook and he, he never really got on the field because of that reason. And I just think people are saying, oh, right away, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a nothing burger for this season because uh, that guy, won't ever, whoever it is, won't be able to grasp the playbook. And I think with our team right now, I think Tony bring, provides something to the team that doesn't really have that burner that like, you know, Harmon's fast, but Harmon, as we've seen, is, is, is mainly our gadget guy. And if we have Tony, Tony could be this burner. Uh, so, yeah, no, the guy I was thinking about was uh, Terrell Pryor, uh, was a quarterback, played Ohio State. that came in and did really well as a wide receiver. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, Tony could definitely come in uh, and, and, and make some noise. He could, he could move the chains. And so if we get him acclimated into the offense, he's going to be another weapon for us. And so, I, and, and hence, does that say that now, because you got that type of weapon, do you need an OBJ to come in? Um in your offense, right? Because you got a guy who 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 is uh, who who's a is a game changer, if you will, if he stays healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And and to and to me personally, I'm just going to say this: I, where the guys have been and how they've been getting better week after week after week, I think we just we've jailed to the point where now, yeah, you ask somebody that you know to to what you want to do is a luxury. If he comes into plays, it's going to be even better, right? And I think you know Kadarius Tony gives you that he's a first round pick and so he was a first round pick for a reason and so yeah does that necessarily say hey well now, now maybe you want to go in a different direction than obj right that's what i think how you feel about that what do you think um I, i'm i'm on board with it i think obviously that tony has something that tony provides something that the guys on the team do not provide and i also think tony provides something that i mean obj doesn't even provide that it's an over-the-top threat um, and he can kind of do like a little bit of everything. Um, obviously, small sample size. We haven't really seen him do much. But I also think that on top of that, OBJ's older. This guy's young. He's on a rookie deal still. Um, Harmon's gone after this year. Uh, Juju's gone after this year. So by bringing in Tony, it kind of check. It, it kind of people say he's the McCall Harmon replacement. But it really just checks off a box as far as I mean, maybe he might he won't be utilized as Harmon, but it checks off a box as one receiver that comes in when Harmon's gone next year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll get to this our, our next topic. But I, I think that with the money that we have 
to spend does yeah. not need to be going to OBJ. That we we have we have way too many receivers um, that we should need to bring in another receiver because that would make no sense. The only two moves we make before the deadline are two receivers when receivers really aren't the issue for us. I mean, right, right. It's not the issue, and that's what I was saying too. So, yeah, you know. I mean, silly. And, and, and that, that's, that's the thing that scares me is because people said, even though we got Tony, that doesn't rule out OBJ. And that's just like, that. how is that, how, how is that possible? Yeah, I, I just, it, it, it would make no sense to me. I, if it was me, I wouldn't do it. I'm like, hey, man, look, we got a young guy here. We, you know, we met what we needed. As far as, you know, having an extra receiver here that's going to be able to make plays, sure. Like you said, it checks all the boxes. If somebody's going to be here for a long term, you know, you know, why, why go a different route? Why get, you know, somebody else here where I think the more dire need, the more position that needs to be addressed is obviously defensive line or outside, you know, or, or pass rush, mm-hmm. period, right? So that's where I'm at with it. So, Yeah, and that, that conversation leads us perfectly into our next topic. So the trade deadline came and went, um, and – we were apparently in on some edge rushers, or at least we threw out some deals out there. Josh Allen was one that we everyone reported that said we were really in in that with Jacksonville. I don't know how close Jacksonville was to um, accepting any more trades. I don't know what we offered. That hasn't come out yet, but unfortunately, we did not come away with any edge rushers as we all hoped that would happen. Um, Woo! Yeah. Close, close. Close. <laughs> um but we did move some Chiefs. I'm not gonna say this is this is a player a player that a lot of Chief fans you know have have had issues with as far as not being able to play um, the ball. He usually just kind of plays the defender, doesn't really play the ball. Rashad Fenton. A lot of Chief fans have you know had a lot to say about him. I thought you know he was a six round talent. I thought he came in and did really well with us for being a six rounder. You know he did he he he, he, he was great for what what he was when we drafted him. He was solid with us. Um, um, I know yeah. a lot of Chief fans have a lot to say about a lot of players, but I think Fenton was great for what he was. Um, but we ended up trading him for a seventh-round pick to Atlanta, which freed up around $2 million for the team, leaving us with around $5 million to spend. Um, so, so we have $5 million in cap space. We talked about OBJ still being a possibility as far as reports out there. But we talk about edge rush. We talk about interior defensive line help. Um, the three names I've heard, heard online, OBJ, Sheldon Richardson, and Namika Sue. Um, so what did you think about the, the Fenton trade and what do you, and who do you think we should be going after with the available funds that we have, which is about $5 million, JD? Uh, you know, I, I think Fenton, uh, played his heart out. Um, uh, just, I wish nothing but the best for the guy. Uh, but like you said, I think, you know, what he did, what he gave us was, was, you know, was good. It was good. And so. Uh, he got some young guys that got ability that they wanted to play. And so I think Fenton keeping him here uh, might've been something that you just like, all right, is, is we keep a guy like that here. Is he going to get any more burn this year? Cause you got, you got players, you got them all over the place. You got, you got corners, right? They've been doing extremely well. And so what you start seeing how these guys have developed over time, over these, you know, seven, eight games, you just like, well, this is the future. This is, this is where we're making our moves to. Just, just be honest here, okay? Um, and so, Fitton may not have the ability these younger guys have. They don't have the upside these younger guys have. It's just, it's, it's the reality of it. And so, uh, you know, if you could save cap space and get him to a home that he's going to be happy with, hey, that all means let it work for everybody, right? And so, 
I know it's sad for him to go. I'm sure he was, you know, he was really bummed out about it. Uh, but this is like the nature of the business. This is what happens. And so, especially during this time, you know, guys are not really particularly like in the NFL. Like, uh, you, you know, you understand things that happen, especially if you're like that guy, you haven't really been playing and you you hear talks around you and things can happen. You know, it, it could be a little bit of nerve-wracking. Nerve-wracking. So, uh, like I said before, I just wish him the best. But these young guys out here, man, they they ready to ball. They're ready to play. They're here playing together. Uh, and they got the ability to start in the NFL. And I, I think it would be, uh, you know, tragic if we didn't put those guys out there to go out there and compete every week. Seriously. So, no, I, I, I like the trade. I do. I like it. And I hope he's happy with it as far as going there. A uh, little tough. But, you know, hey, it's NFL, man. How it works. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it does speak to our, what we, we, we've talked about it all year. You know, we went to that draft. There was two, two ways we could have gone with it. We could have gone edge rush heavy, which I thought you and I both thought we should have done that, but we didn't. We went, we went secondary heavy, went DB heavy and the guys we brought in for the most part all hit. Um, uh, what are you talking? We're talking about Josh Williams. He, he hit, um, uh, Watt, Jalen Watson, he hit, um, and these are guys, you know, number two and number three corners. I mean, so, like, we didn't really need that. Uh, Phantom was kind of more of a, another guy, right, in, in that rotation. And we got the younger guys um, who have really, really panned out. Um, and then and McDuffie's coming back this week, too. So, like, that was also another thing. It's like, okay, well, right now, Fenn's more of just a, another guy to have. We want to kind of really develop the young guys we do have. So, you know, we could save money and get Fenton out of here and then possibly pick up somebody. Um, so, yeah, it just shows the development we have and, and, and the love that we have for the young guys that we got in, in-house that we drafted this year. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's trust. That's trust. And, and the thing was, we've seen the trust develop uh, with what the, the he assigned these guys. You know, you go against the best receivers in the game uh, with Devontae Adams, you got uh, uh, Davis, and you got uh, um, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Williams, Diggs. Mike Williams, Diggs. I mean, you, you know, going to get some, some, some huge names, man. Some best in the business. At their position, yeah. and so they they pretty much held their own. You know, we of course we'll say, oh well, you know, Josh Williams gave up those two touchdowns, but he's right there. Technique, hey, if he turns his head, and I keep talking about this. I he trusts him. He trusts him for a reason. He, he's like, I wouldn't leave you on this island if I didn't trust you. I'm not just calling the play just to be calling it, you know, because I don't have any other choice. Now he has, a, a, you know, a lot of choices, mm-hmm. but he made that choice because he trusted uh, 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 Joshua. So. Hey, man, these guys are ready. You, you know they're hungry. Uh, they got the ability. Uh, there's some dogs out there in that secondary. And so, now nah, that, that's that's good for them. That's good for them. So, I think it, it says more about the confidence he has in these guys as opposed to the lack of confidence he has in Fenton, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And then McDuffie coming back, and then you had Watson and Williams who had to play the number one and number two cornerbacks for a large part of the season so far. And they did pretty well. And we, like you just said, against really – top-notch receivers, the best, some of the best in the game, and they, they held their own. So it's like, okay, well, we have, we have these guys who can, who can fill in at one and two corners. Now you can move them into two and three with Big Duffy coming back. So you, you have – and you and they have a young corner secondary for, the, for years to come with, with, with those guys in, in particular. Um, so with the $5 million, that's like that. I guess it's, a lot of people say that's why we did the move is to, to clear up space so we could make some moves right here. So where do you think we should go? So the, the, the two names – 
Uh, we said OBJ. We, we both we know how we feel about that one. But Sheldon Richardson, Namika Sue, um, two guys that could be that next DT next to Chris Jones to help him out there with you know Wharton being gone. Derek Nottie hasn't really looked hasn't looked apart. Saunders has played well, but as far as that other DT spot, I feel like that's all that been talking about edge rush, which is coming at a premium at these days. But if we can't get edge rush, should we go maybe get somebody on the inside who could kind of uh, be a force, a suit type? I mean, where, where would you spend this money? I mean, you know, my money would have been spent on a defensive end. I would have tried to make that Josh Allen <laughs> deal work. I did for real. I did called them, them jokers three o'clock in the morning. Like, listen, we got something else for you. What do you think? Can we get you? You know, what we need to do. Uh, that's where my money would have went. No doubt about it. Um, but if if not, and if we need to get a defense tackle, then yeah, absolutely. Get another guy in here. You know, I keep going back to the same thing. Well, we use a Sue, but does the Sue want to play? You know, I mean, he, he's probably, like I said, he no telling what he's doing. He's doing a lot of community work, different things like that. So he could be okay where he is in life. Um, so... You know, we, we know we got the big boy Shelton in. You know, he's here. We can pull him up from from the practice squad and come out here and 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 uh, and play, plug up some holes. And we'll probably need a guy like that this week, especially uh, dealing with uh, you know what's coming into Arrowhead and Derrick Henry. And so, yeah, it 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 would be important to get somebody beside Chris Jones that is doing a tremendous job and consistent. Uh, Saunders has been you know pretty decent at times. You know, he has his flashes. Uh, you know, said 92. I mean, these guys, I mean, you, you know, but you need it. You need consistency from that position. You need more penetration from that position. You need guys to make a difference from that position besides Chris Jones all the time. Chris Jones is playing at a high level. I mean, he's playing an absolutely, absolutely ridiculous uh, season right now. And so he, the, the man said he was going to, you know, push for a defense player of the year. I think he's trying to make an argument right now, man, for what he's been doing. Seriously. I mean, he's he's playing uh, that position, defensive tackle, better than anybody else I've seen in the NFL right now. He's doing a, a heck of a job. Yeah, I think uh, right now, I I don't know what the, the numbers are right now, but I would say it's the two people that really pop off as far as defensive player of the year would be Micah Parsons and, um, and Chris Jones. The two guys are, I mean, obviously they do different things, but two guys are just game changers on that side of the ball, and they've really shown it this year so far. Um, yeah, I think Parsons, well, I think Parsons just, you know, because of what he does pass rush-wise, he's like the one-trick pony, right? Chris could do it all. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I, I had to evaluate the entire scope of what he brings to the team. But now I know he's a, a game changer. I know Parsons does that. Against the run, you lose him. He, it, it, you know, Joker gets hit. He gets pushed around. I mean, he's just a smaller guy. Mm. So you got to be honest when we do an evaluation. Um, and so Chris, man, he, he's, he's making plays in the backfield. He's getting sacks. He's hitting the quarterbacks. He's stripping the ball and getting into it on the sack. I mean, you name it, man. He's just been playing at an absolute high level. So mm-hmm. you got my vote, but I'm biased. <laughs> but he does. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that that a lot of people don't when they when they mention uh, Michael Parsons, they don't really mention the fact that he really is. It's a it's a one sided thing with him. It's literally just pass rush. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'd pay a lot for that right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Shoot, that's the, that's the truth. That's like a good game. Go get the ball. That's for sure. He, he's gonna get paid when whenever I don't know when his contract's up, but he's gonna get paid when that whenever that comes. Whew. Um, 
I'm, I'm looking here at the uh, the free agents list with as far as edge rushers. Man, it's bare out there. Um, <laughs> the, the first few names that pop up, you got Pernell McPhee, Everson Griffin, who at, at one point these guys were solid. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Are, are they going to make a difference? I mean, I, I don't think so. Uh, Kyler Fackrell, Benson Mayoa, Alex Okafor, D Ford. I know a lot of Chief fans like that name, D Ford. Um, yeah, there's not there's not much out there. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Tack McKinley's another name I've I, I've seen a lot. Um, he's been around the block. Um, yes, yeah, that's really much. That's pretty much it. Um, yes, yeah, so that's why that's why I say if we're gonna, if we're gonna maybe go for somebody, I would go for a Sioux type because I feel like that DT he can bring more to the TT spot than any edge rusher we can bring at this point. I mean, it would bring, it would be it would give us another guy in the rotation, but would that guy give be be a difference maker? Where I think a Sioux type could be a difference maker at the other DT spot. I mean, yeah. What do you think about that? If you were to to go in and sign somebody right now, you probably lean DT over Edge based on who's available. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if the cupboard's bare, it's bare. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you but you can't just get anybody in here. Yeah, it's got to be somebody like you said. Sue, you got to talk. I mean, you got to talk him into it. Uh, but you know he'll 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 garnish you know double teams and whatnot. The name in the, in, in itself will cause some uh, wreak some havoc. You know just knowing his history. So mm-hmm. we'll have we'll have some uh, some some centers and guards trembling in they in they in they cleats. Believe me, you know hey, just know they're coming up against him. Him and Jones side by side be scary. Oh man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> and uh, Sue went to Nebraska, right? I mean, is he is he from? Is he from Nebraska? I mean, I can't uh, think one of the closest um, NFL teams to Nebraska. I, I got to figure that. I'm sure, a lot of Nebraska. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where he's from. To be honest with you. Um, he. Okay, so. Went to Nebraska. Okay, no, he's from Portland, Oregon. So no, nowhere near. Never mind. But went to Nebraska. So I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of the big red. The big red nation will be all over. Uh, but would be love that signing in Kansas City. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that $5 million. I mean, because they, they did the Fenton trade for specific reasons. So I'm curious what that is. Or if it's just money for to have a, you know, clear up space just to have extra money for whatever reason happens. But, yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you'd like to have uh, a run stuffer, um, a, a plugger in the middle uh, this week because we're playing against Tennessee. Um, oh, yes. So, as you said, we're playing against Tennessee this weekend. They're coming off a 17-10 victory over the Texans. Um, and Derrick Henry looked like the, uh, the Derrick Henry that he's been for the last few years. At 220 yards, uh, rushing two TDs. Um, but the thing that's, I think, going to be the kind of the, the the reason why we win this game this week is the quarterback situation. So Ryan Tannehill didn't play, but their rookie quarterback, Malik Wills, did. Um, six of 10 for 55 yards and uh, interception. So you know, like, like 10 passes. It's like a, like a JV quarterback like uh, playing. They, don't really, they didn't really throw much with them. They just ran the ball the entire time. Um, so obviously they don't, they they still haven't said who's going to be the quarterback between Tannehill and Malik this week. Um, so I believe, uh, from what I've read that, uh, Andy Reese said they're, they're going to, uh, focus on both of them. They're going to prepare for either one. Um, so without AJ Brown this year, they've been more kind of heavy, heavy reliant on that run game, even though they usually are, but even more so this year, um, with going with just straight up with Henry. So based on the numbers we've given up over the last few weeks, the running backs, um, and you know, you, you've mentioned that, you know, we're playing against the, the better quarterbacks, 
So we're kind of playing back a little more and then kind of, you know, getting closer, bend but don't break once we get closer to the red zone. Yeah. How do you think we'll we'll, we'll play against this this um, this Titans team coming up this week? Uh, I think I think it'll be a little bit more defensively, uh, you know, more geared to stopping the run. Um, and the thing is, you know, you're not necessarily worried about like said Tannehill or, or or Malik Willis beating you with their arms. I think you know everybody knows in the stadium they're gonna give it to that big joke in the back right here that weighs 265, 270 pounds. You know. And so uh, it's, it's not going to be like, hey, I, you know, they're going to pass. Nope. They're going to hand it off to uh, Derrick Henry. And so I, I know they're, they're receiving, you know, uh, core is, is little, you know, it's not as as good. You know, like A.J. Brown's gone. They got Burke. I don't know if Burke, is, is, he, is he healthy now? Uh, so he's done. Is he, is he on IR? I don't think he's on uh, – if he's on IR, I think he's like – I think he can return this week or in, in, in the coming weeks. I don't think I, I don't think he's out for the season. Okay. Well, Robert Woods, Robert Woods has been, you know, trying to fight to do some things, but you got to get the ball to him. Right. And so he's kind of a smaller guy, but they, like, look, they handed the ball off. That's what they're going to do. They're going to hand the ball off. So I think it's going to be a little bit more, you know, maybe doing some slants, getting some, you know, more seven, eight in the box. You know, these guys are going to play close to the line of scrimmage. Um, and make sure you stop that, stop that run. Uh, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll hold up. We'll definitely hold up. Uh, you know, Spags does a great job, man. Put some things, that play, you know, a game plan together. They did a great job against them, you know, down there from stopping Derrick Henry from getting a whole lot of yards. So I don't really have any problem with that. You know, we, we just knew the teams because they were pass heavy. We were playing more of a pass defense. And so mm-hmm. some of the runners, you know, we, we knew. They might get a little bit. Josh Jacobs got his little thing. And then, of course, uh, uh, the dude up there with uh, – um, the Buffalo, you know, he got off a little bit. Yeah. So, Hey, but like I said, it's, it's a give or take, right? What's going to hurt you? What's going to beat you? Right. So, uh, can't let Derrick Henry beat you. Let everybody else around you beat you. Derrick Henry cannot be that guy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you, you mentioned Traylon Burks. Uh, so this week he's eligible to come off the IR, uh, this week. So he landed on IR week four. Of the season, so okay. this week he can. It's the first week he, he can come off that. So it'll be interesting if he plays. I mean, that this would be what it's like fifth NFL game. So I don't know how much difference he's gonna be. You know, coming off IR. Um, rusty. He's gonna be rusty. That's gonna yeah. be rusty. You know, but we got big corners go against a guy like that. So true. They can run. It's true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, looking at so last year, I mean, we got thumped by them uh, in that, that that October game. Was that uh, twenty-seven to three? That was. I remember we 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 did a film study on that. We were like, nothing, nothing was good in that game. You throw throw, throw that throw that film away, essentially. Um, well, they, I think they gave the blueprint about how you play. You know, Tyreek Hill. You know, with dropping dropping eight, mm-hmm. or dropping seven and eight. That's what they were doing. And so, uh, when you got a defensive minded coach, he's going to make sure, like, look, you're a strong suit. We're going to make sure we're going to attack that. And, that, and that's what they did. So. Mm. Go for the big ball, and it kind of threw guys out of whack. You know, threw everybody. Uh, you know, a nice curveball to Patrick and those guys, and he was just like, "Wait a minute, hold on." Mm. So you've seen them. You've seen it. You've seen what happened. So we didn't really run the football Mm-mm. like we should have. Same thing, but you know, hopefully have a little bit more balanced attack uh, going against them this week, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I think we'll beat these guys. I don't, I don't have any problem. Any issues of thinking that we won't. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you just stop Derrick Henry, man, let the other guys fly around, let the offense go out down the field. Now we don't have to look for the big bombs, right? Now we got the receivers underneath to do all the things we need to do. Who run great routes, got great hands. Yep. You know? And so we're going to be fine. Mm. Yeah. And the crazy thing was not the way we lost last year is that we actually like, I remember that was like Bolton's like coming out party against, uh, against them. Um, remember he, he dominated. I mean, he had, I think he had like a couple of TFLs on Henry um, in the backfield uh, during, during that game. And I'm yeah. looking at his stats right here. Henry had 29 carries for 86 yards in that game. I mean, we, we stopped the hit. Yeah. Yet, they dominated us 27 to three. So that, that was the crazy part of that game. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I, I think their quarterback situation is really going to hurt them this week because I mean, we know what, I mean, Houston can't stop, uh, can't stop the, uh, the running game this year. They're, they're, I think they're, they're next to last or last in the league in uh, allowing rush yards per, per game um, on the seat and on the season. So like, you know, if we could stop the run and make Willis do his thing or whoever's the quarterback, Tannehill or Willis, I think uh, they, might, they might be in for a long day. And I think – and Vegas also believes they're in for a long game, so that's going to lead us to our final topic here. So the Chiefs are hosting the Tennessee Titans on Sunday on uh, – Sunday Night Football on NBC, um, so another uh, primetime game for us, um, which means a late-night uh, live stream. <laughs> I didn't just thought about that. <laughs> oh, you're, you're going to be at the game, so – yeah, I'm gonna you, be you there. Will, will you be able to make the live stream, or, or, or you, you might you might pop on, you might not. Uh, we'll see. Okay. It might be, you know. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So so coming off a bye, as most of you know, Andy Reid is uh pretty much perfect when he comes off a bye. He's Twenty and three, so close to perfect. Um. But uh, coming off a bye week, Chiefs currently a twelve and a half point favorite, the highest uh, favorite of the week, um, against the Tennessee Titans. The JD. Who do you have, and uh, what's your score prediction for Sunday night against the Tennessee Titans? Uh, let me see. I think it would be uh, thirty-one fourteen. This one be at thirty-one fourteen. Guys, are gonna seem a little rusty, but I think in offense, man, I think they're they're ready to get back to it. That's what I think. I think they're ready to keep. Keep everything going, you know what they've been doing before they left up out of here for the bye week. Uh, guys, like I said, you kind of get your legs back. I think they're ready to play, man. I think they're ready this this second part of the season. Uh, they're gonna get after it. So I, that's why I'm looking at. I was gonna say 2814, but I think we stopped Derrick Henry. You know, we stopped those guys from to actually. He's gonna be the key. He's gonna be the key. You stop him from running and all of that, you're gonna be fine. Uh, defensively, they're gonna be trying to play, of course. Um, probably running some blitzes. Um, still got a, a good defense, uh, but we got some great, great offense, offensive weapons. So I think it will be yeah, thirty-one fourteen. That's where I'm at. Uh, who do you think will be the, the leading rusher for the Chiefs side? <laughs> the leading rusher for the Chiefs? Oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, Ch, I think Ch is gonna get you know leading rusher. All right. Yeah, just curious on that one because uh, hearing Coach Reed talk about it, you know, they they said it was interesting. He said they wanted to make sure he got his, Pacheco got his reps last game. That's why they started him, which is interesting. You want to make sure he got his reps, so you had to start him. You can't just you know cycle him into the, the lineup. I, I don't understand why you had to start him to make sure he got his reps. That's a weird. It's a weird way of going about getting, making sure someone gets a reps. Well, it, it, that that was coaches talk by saying we get, put him in, get his reps. If he does well, he gets more. Mm. So 
that's what that is. Uh, and that's what he meant. He's like, oh, we make sure we got his reps in. We won't wait till the, the later half of the game when we up or whatever it may be to get his reps. Let's put him in now. And mm-hmm. if he's successful, then he gets a little bit more looks. And then maybe next week, then he, he start him again. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, he yeah. just throwing it at just seeing, seeing what, it, seeing what he could do. Yeah, I'm curious to see where that goes because in that game, you know, he got he got the first few carries. We didn't hear from him again until uh, Chad Henney came in at the end of that game. So um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, and, and last thing, I forgot I forgot to mention this. Ronald Jones also last week said he wanted out off the team. He said he wanted to be cut, and they're they're saying they're not going to cut him. <laughs> yeah, he actually. I, mean, you, I don't know if you saw that. He tweeted, "I, I want off the team" or something like that. I, I want to be let go or something like that. No, I didn't. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> wow. The team, the team said they're not going to cut him because they, 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 they like having him there for a, a depth in, 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 in case anything ever happens. I'd, I'd feel the same way. I'd be pissed too. Really. I, I, how, how do you blame the guy? How do you blame him? You bring, me, you bring me in here to do this. You know, I'm thinking I'm coming in to actually challenge these guys and, you know, I'm getting acclimated to everything that I'm doing and I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any reps, not one, not dressing for the game. Hey man, listen. Apparently, y'all don't have that type of uh, uh, trust in what I, I, my ability, what I can do uh, to be a significant factor here. Let me go somewhere else, go play. Mm. So, nah, I, shoot, I feel it. I, I ain't mad at you on that. Shoot, I, matter of fact, I agree with it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's the thing. If, if all of us are saying, "Oh, let's get get Ronald Jones in there, and let him get a chance," and if we're thinking that, he's definitely saying that to himself, and. And he, and he sees the amount of teams that need a running back right now. There's plenty of teams out there who want a running back. Rams are one of them. Yeah, uh, shoot. Let him get his reps. Talking about getting in your Pacheco, let him get his reps. Shoot, yeah. right? give him about five or six, see what he does with it. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, the team doesn't want to release him, so that maybe that tells you maybe how they feel about the running back room, maybe how they feel about him. I don't know. Well, we're going to. We're, we're going to see how, the, how the, uh, the, the days play out and the, uh, the games and the weeks ahead play out. But that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys uh, Sunday after the game. JD may or may not be there, but he'll be at the game. So, you know, we'll have, we'll have, our, we'll have JD down at, at the uh, at the Chiefs. He can give us any kind of reports that he sees out there. Um, but we'll see you guys next week. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 